0: Good day, everybody!
1: Does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you?
0: Are you tired of being a cog in the machine?
1: Productivity porn has created a business around making you think that constantly being productive will lead to a fulfilling life. However, this mindset has created unhappy, anxious, and burnt out people.
0: On our podcast, we aim to entertain by providing useless information just for the joy of it and giving you time in the day to stop the gears of capitalism.
1: And if you're thinking, what's the point of this podcast, then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things.
0: Welcome to episode 20 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. (laughs) Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I learned, sorry, one of your hosts. (laughs) And this week I learned that my, (laughs) I love you, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that my uncle is famous in Poland for pigeon racing.
1: And I'm your other host, <laughs> Courtney. And I got my second sunburn of the season this week, but it was it was a lot worse. A lot, lot worse. <laughs> so but funny. before we get into that, I have to know more about the pigeon racing. First of oh, all, like yes. what is it? Second of all, how do you become the best of it? <laughs> third of all what
0: just it's actually what? kind of a roller coaster of a story okay, okay. so basically what pigeon racing is is um I'll, I'll tell you through my experience as a little girl my uh, my grandpa had pigeons in the attic and i was like i was always just collecting the feathers like i didn't really care and then i never thought to ask until literally 15 years later like yesterday i was like mom why did we have pigeons in the attic she was like oh for pigeon racing i was like and me and my brother were like please explain (laughs) what exactly does that mean so basically what it is is you take your pigeons like three hours away and then you have someone like at your home or whatever where the pigeons are and the pigeons have this crazy magnetic fucking magnetic north to home compass on them and they always know how to get home so the race is that you move your pigeons like as far away as possible they've done it before where they took the pigeons to holland and they let them go and the pigeons came back and so you would put a wait did ankle your uncle bracelet. do that with his yeah he went to
1: holland with his pigeon? he went to holland
0: and he released like a hundred pigeons and 50 of or no 75 of them like came back some of them like don't you know they're pigeons <laughs> <laughs> so they find other homes they get lost they get oh. eaten who knows what happens <laughs> 75 of them come back. And, like, that's a pretty good number. And Mm -hmm. you sit there and, like, sometimes they don't go as far as Holland. Sometimes they just go to, like two hours away three hours away to the nearest big city and like a bunch of people release their pigeons and they put these little ankle bracelets on them and then the men like sit back who own the pigeons and they sit back and they like drink beer and they like wait for their pigeons to come back <laughs> and, like once the pigeon gets back they like hit this timer or whatever and um then at the end of the day once everyone's pigeons are home they open up the timer boxes to see who clocked in first and then they win an award sometimes Ooh. or they just get bragging rights or like some sort of something right so my uncle was like doing this for so long and he was so so good at it and one day he goes into his pigeon coop and 50 of his prize winning pigeons were gone <gasps> 50 of the best ones someone had stolen them and he never saw them again he called the police the police were on it they literally like searched high and low for these pigeons put out how like a polish APB. Them, like how I do you don't... know
1: that that's your pigeon you know how do you prove that
0: Right. That's the thing. And like, I think they he just knew the pigeon because he knew it so well because he was yeah. so in the sport that he could probably recognize it. I think they have different markings Here's on my them. question. How yeah. did
1: the pigeons not just come home after they were? stolen? That
0: was my question, too, <laughs> because if they're so good at coming <laughs> yeah, home, if
1: that's what they're supposed to do, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be an issue. <laughs>
0: So my uncle had a theory that someone the person who stole them knew what they were doing and he thought it was like kind of Polish gang related or some sort of like someone was trying to sabotage him. And because of this coming home thing, he suspects that they killed all the pigeons because they heard that the police were going to come after the people who stole Mm -hmm. the prize winning pigeons. And it was only like the 50 best ones. They didn't steal the shitty ones. They stole only the good ones.
1: I still feel so. like that was a poor strategy
0: because if they had heard that the police were coming and they had just let them go, mm-hmm. they would have had no idea who had stolen And nothing them. would have happened. But I think they wanted to sabotage him. Like, he must have been winning money. But there's more evidence have...
1: if you kill them. Like, then you have to, like, hide the pigeon bodies. You yeah, know? And people that's People can trace true. it back to you. But if you just let them go, like...
0: Yeah, Anyways. I know, but they had they had bad intentions. Like they didn't Clearly, want to let them go cuz they didn't want him to Poor be successful. Does. But apparently he's he's nationally famous in Poland. Like say the name Wujek Kajik and people will be like, "I know that guy. <laughs> he's the famous <laughs> pigeon <race>. cool. <laughs> Isn't it so cool? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. But also Could- like
1: Okay, here's another question. How do you get good at it? Like how do you get do you, is That's it a, a matter of a like question. breeding good pigeons or it's a,
0: yeah it's a lot of things because it's very hard to get your pigeons to learn how to stay at home so you have to a lot of the times you like breed your really good male pigeon and like another like female pigeon because it was mostly mm-hmm. the male pigeons who did it because female pigeons were less likely to come home for some reason um i guess they found like boyfriends and just decided to stay with them um the i <laughs> yeah. don't like to be They're caged like, i don't, don't want to do the yeah. freedom <laughs> the feminist pigeons um <laughs> So you would like breed pigeons in the attic so that they know like it's deeply ingrained in their brain that that's Mm -hmm. their home and you do training. So like you take them out like an hour and then two hours and then three hours and you keep like you keep just like moving it farther and farther where they get released. So I guess that's how you train them is like Mm you you try to do it like once a week or whatever and like just like let them go really like far places farther and farther each time until eventually they're just like amazing and they just know all of europe (laughs) like the back of their hand so crazy isn't that so cool i was like what the fuck like i had no idea that that even existed i wonder
1: if that tradition comes from like messenger pigeons
0: oh my god that'd be so cool yeah that's what i was wondering too because i feel like now that i know that pigeons always come home Mm -hmm. it messenger pigeon seems like a flawed thing because how if you put a letter on a pigeon and you're like send this to Juliet." it would just bring it back to you
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think like i feel like the way that movies have portrayed messenger pigeons are probably like not correct i've always kind of wondered about that yeah like, how do how do they know not. where to go but now i'm thinking about it maybe it's that like say if like we're friends and i know that you're going away maybe i give you some of my pigeons oh so that if you, you want to communicate with me you can send mm-hmm. them back That's so cute.
0: Yeah, I think so. You just like trade pigeons when you see each other, Mm -hmm. and then you have like a limited amount of letters.
1: It's like having somebody's like phone number. You just have their pigeon.
0: You have like like a limited texting plan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Limited pigeon plan. (laughs) Like the richer you are, the more pigeons you can afford to send to someone. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And like the longer you can go without seeing them, or you could just talk to them more. You're like, I will see you again once the pigeons run out kind of romantic yeah oh yeah quite a roller coaster
1: that's really cool
0: yeah it was awesome it's so cool a little bit of family history for everybody there amazing (laughs) my uncle's famous always wanted to have a famous (laughs) relative i really go well now you are the famous relative so you know like now there's two true true (laughs) (laughs) the famous pigeon racer and podcaster (laughs) (laughs) oh so cool pigeon racing seems a lot cooler Uh, Yeah. So that's it. That's the end of my story. (laughs) Hope you all enjoyed. I really liked learning about it. Welcome to my world a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) And let's get into Courtney's world. Tell us about your adventures, Courtney. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah. So this weekend we went to like a beach that's like two hours away from us and it said it was going to be 13 degrees. So I thought it was going to be kind of chilly. Mm hmm. And, like, to the point that, like, I got mad at Janae because he didn't bring a jacket with him and I thought he was going to get cold and then we were going to have to leave early and I was like, oh, okay. I would do that. And then <laughs> we got down to the beach and apparently 13 degrees here means it's, like, summer because it was literally, like, oh. summer. Like, the beach was, like, a heat trap. I thought it was going to be colder oh. because of, like, the wind, but not yeah. at all. Like, it was hot on the beach. Hmm. So, I mean, our plan had to had been to, like, kind of go adventuring, but we ended up just, like, sleeping on the beach for, like, three hours. Which was really nice. That sounds awesome. I brought sunscreen with me. I was really diligent about it. And I like put it on. But I seem to have forgotten that I rolled up my pants. Mm -hmm. And I forgot (laughs) to put it on the lower half (laughs) of my body. Oh, God. (laughs) And so (laughs) when we got home, I took out my pants to like take a shower. And I noticed (laughs) that it literally looks like I'm wearing socks. Like the bottom half of (laughs) my calves are like burnt and then the rest of me is just it's just white and it's it's gross looking and they're like uneven and it's only on the front of my calves not on the back of my calves (laughs) it's just so awkward it's just these like strips of tan and i hate it so much and i don't know what to do about it
0: that's so funny it's like (sighs) farmer's tan on your legs basically it really is it's so bad bad. that's hilarious (laughs) i don't know what to do (laughs) only put now you have to do so much like fixing you have to only put sunscreen on that part of your legs but i feel like like, that's a slippery slope because
1: like if you don't perfectly paint the tan line then you're gonna get (laughs) more shades of different colors yeah (laughs) so i'm wondering if the solution is just to burn it all out you know it's just uh,
0: but then wouldn't that one that burn way. be more tan than the rest of i don't of...
1: know i don't know i'm hoping that it'll just like fade a bit over the next couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I can try I again just to like <laughs> even it out a little yeah. i don't know i don't know I but it's also can... it's like may you know it was april when <laughs> that happened like it's the beginning of <laughs> summer of like yeah, the tanning season i really fix it if but i really feel fucked better. myself up for the beginning <laughs> of the season <laughs> you did like You're it's dead. a mistake that's gonna take a
0: while to fix and looking forward mm-hmm. to hearing updates on that yeah <laughs> uh, that's funny you fun. can put you know you can try you can put sunscreen on your entire leg and then put tanning oil again paint it perfectly on the line i
1: don't i mm, i don't think i can do that i don't think that's gonna okay. work mm, yeah, i don't oil think i'm good enough for that probably,
0: like seep away
1: And like the other problem is, is that it's only on like the front of my leg, but like the line, the line at the top is really defined because that's where my pants were rolled up to. But then the line on the side is kind of like weird because the line on the side was just from me lying on my front and like the sun not reaching all the way to the back of my leg. So I don't think I could like paint around that line because it's more of a fade. Oh, shit. the one on the front is like.
0: (laughs) You might just have to embrace it. Yeah. you might just have to like fully tan. And just like see what happens to that part of your body. Yeah.
1: Maybe it could look cool. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Socks all year round. Love that. Nice. Yep. Okay. I have a quick redemption for idiots before oh, we yeah. jump into a special episode of the podcast oh, this yeah. week, guys. We have Woo-hoo. something cool planned for you. Um, but first, I have a redemption for idiots. Last week, I claimed that. Also, I was a little confused about this because I was confused between Eminem and Shakespeare for a quick second. And then I claimed that Eminem, sorry, Shakespeare (laughs) invented the word eyeball. Yeah. (laughs) That is incorrect. Oh, is it? (laughs) Yeah. The word eyeball was around for like about 25 years before Shakespeare wrote it into his thing. So it was a new word, but he didn't Mm. invent it. And I think what happened was he, like, I got it confused. It. He popularized it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I got the word eyeball confused with the word elbow because he did invent the word elbow and kind of they sound the same. Eyeball, elbow, eyeball, elbow, Was elbow, he
1: like a doctor? Why is he inventing so many words or like popularizing <laughs> so many words about he's the body, about like anatomy? Yeah,
0: that's a that's little weird. weird. I don't know. Maybe he did just popularize a lot of things because plays was the only way people would see. That's true like a common kind of knowledge so maybe elbow was already around and then i just
1: expected the words to be more like romance
0: or he did you know what other word he invented lonely, what? lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he
1: invented, he invented lonely
0: yeah he invented the See, word lonely it's kind of romantic that. yeah yeah
1: right? that makes more sense than like elbow <laughs> eyeball yeah <laughs> it has nothing to do with like tragedies or right
0: literature yeah, I wonder when the first use of the word elbow was. What he used it for specifically? And how is elbow what in use, the uh... audience
1: like not like, huh? What you're what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he had to be like
1: elbow. This this is an elbow. Elbow. <laughs> what were they calling it before? I have so many questions. That's I have weird. no
0: idea. There's like a medical term for the word elbow. It's so weird. You oh. actually. In like science, you don't learn elbow is this part of your body. This is called something else completely. Oh. You learn about like the bones and stuff, but the elbow isn't called the elbow ever, oh. unless it's like a patient says it, which is really weird. Don't huh. know why that's like a common language. It's actually called the old cranner, <laughs> I think. I'm saying that wrong. My friend is a kinesiology, and she <laughs> and she told me about. It again? It. Sorry, what? I think it's 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 old cranner or old, old cran- cran- crannel. Yeah, like old Old Craner. That's how I try to remember it. I
1: heard like old (laughs) Craner. Yeah,
0: That's how I try to remember it. I think it's something along the lines of that. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, I believe you. Thank you. you, Thank you. So my apologies for that. I led you guys all uh, wrong um, with the Shakespeare thing. But I mean, the way that fact came around, you probably already knew that it wasn't right because I got Shakespeare confused with prolific rapper Eminem. (laughs) So i the bad. Shakespeare
1: of the modern world. So really it's understandable. Yeah. I get it. Thank I you. Really get it.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I claimed that Alexander Graham Bell invented the light bulb when it was in fact not him. Oh yeah, Graham Bell was the phone. telephone. Yeah. The but it was in fact Thomas Edison who is credited with the invention of the light bulb. Wait isn't thomas edison
1: <laughs> i don't know what's happening <laughs> who invented hold on guys hold on it was a redemption for idiots but we didn't have the correct answer yet no
0: we did not yes thomas edison sorry that's also the name of a, like a famous politician so that was very confusing isn't it thomas that jefferson thomas edison <laughs> credited with the invention of the light bulb so that was my bad if you caught that Good job. Go drop us a like on our most recent Instagram post because you are smart. And put a hourglass emoji to let us know. (laughs) Also, it's time for the poll poll. from last week. (laughs) Okay. So the first question we had about last week's episode was, do you think originality is a myth? This was in regards to music creation and how there is infinite notes not infinite, non-infinite notes in the world. 56% of you said, no, you believe in original ideas. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Maybe I wasn't specific enough, but it's very cool that people are like, yeah, I believe in originality. I love that for you. I'm sure you are original. I'm sure you are. (laughs) And the next question was, do you think artists should be able to sue other artists for sampling 64% of you said no, which is great. Amazing. I wish it was higher, but I me understand. Too. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was really interesting. Thanks for telling us my uh thanks for telling me and us <laughs> your opinions on those. That was really interesting. I know that's a topic of very hot debate. So, let's move on to taxes, baby. Do you do your own taxes? said no. Hell no. I ain't touching that shit with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) I'm so happy for those people who don't have to go through that pain. No, yeah. You're really lucky. (laughs) And the next question was, do you think doing your own taxes is stupid? I now realize how misleading this question is (laughs) because I originally meant to say, do you think that, like, the country should be doing your taxes for you and then you can like correct it um but whatever this is what we have and 58% of you said yes which i mean i love that so 58% of people don't like doing taxes which is fun
1: i don't know who the other percent are who enjoy doing their taxes that's concerning it
0: seems like it's just might be some people who are trying to stir the pot oh, i'm not gonna lie i see, I see what's <laughs> got... happening yeah our resident trolls guys. are back yeah okay <laughs> thank you, um, we, know resident... you <laughs> yeah, we know who you are we know who you are and you thank know you who you to our are resident so this trolls. Is We really is you, you out. guys yeah you keep us going you honestly do put a little you put a little fire under our boots you know what i mean little fire <laughs> salt of the earth <laughs> The <laughs> so thank you very much everybody check out our weekly polls at very.unimportant.people dot dot and um you know always remember your opinion is your opinion and you know we don't take it too seriously just like we don't take ourselves too seriously hence very seriously. unimportant people <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week with the new poll enjoy the episode i love you sleep well yes would you like to tell
1: everybody about this exciting
0: edition experiment episode yes i'm so excited (laughs) i'm thrilled okay so this week for two weeks me and courtney had planned this episode because we decided to do an experiment for the episode the experiment was biphasic sleeping slash polyphasic sleeping We put ourselves on a rigorous schedule, (laughs) kind of, and tried this new trend or phase or whatever you want to call it. So biphasic sleeping pretty much is when you sleep in two chunks of the night with an hour or two of wakefulness at like midnight or whenever you choose to have it. Mm -hmm. And then you go back to sleep. So the idea is that you go to bed like relatively early back in like 300 years ago, they would go to bed around like nine or 10 and they would wake up at midnight and then they would be up for like a couple hours and they would read by candlelight. They would Mm. um, meditate. Um, I learned that apparently people were really into dreaming and they found that dreams were like a entryway into another realm and they would like take them very seriously i guess because mm-hmm. it, you're more likely to remember dreams i think when you sleep for less amounts of time because your sleep yeah. is a lot lighter i think um yeah, sometimes I sometimes they would like, have sex
1: <laughs> i think you're more likely to remember your dreams if you like wake up closer to your rem cycle i
0: think yeah, that's how yeah. it works yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think so that makes sense that, if, that like, seems you're right in two. yeah mm-hmm. so th- it was like a very it was like a very um, like a very um spiritual Spiritual. time yeah yeah and sometimes they would actually visit friends too which i thought was kind of cool they would just like go see their grandma or like go see their sister or something like that and check on the animals because a lot of people were farmers so Mm. they would just get up see how the animals were doing because also back in the day they had no like electricity and they had no kind of warning systems or anything like that so apparently another reason people would wake up at that time was because they had so much anxiety and so much fear of fire (laughs) of theft of like just everything going wrong because in the winter too you kept your house Mm -hmm. heated with like a furnace like an actual stove and it was probably made of wood like i don't know if stone ones i don't know history that well but they would they would be scared so it was hard for them to actually have a sound sleep and they would just like wake up to like make sure everything was okay pretty much um i'm sad. yeah kind of sad also like many laborers um would do it because they would be like really tired after a hard day of work and they would go to sleep right after dinner and then they would wake up in the middle of the night and their time was like more enjoyable and better Mm -hmm. spent because they just had like a little nap and they got rejuvenated and they started to feel a a little bit a little bit better and stuff um So, yeah, that's pretty much what bi sleeping is. And our sleep changed because artificial illumination um, fucked with our circadian rhythms. And it changed the times that people went to sleep. Mm -hmm. Artificial light obviously alters your body clock. So overall, less melatonin is generated by the brain when there is more light. Um, And because of that, our sleep became more deeper and more compressed. And we have Mm -hmm. less dreams overall. Just because of the fact that we sleep for like eight hours is the recommended thing. I, really um, <laughs> that. I, I like almost never dream. It's hard for me to dream too. Sometimes I go yeah. through phases where I'll dream for like three days in a row okay. and then I won't for like a month. You want
1: to know something really interesting? Hmm. Um, Dreaming like vivid dreams or more dreams can actually be a symptom of PMS. So it could actually be like your cycle. No way. <gasps> I normally dream like a couple of days that's before so... my period and like that's when I have dreams and then the rest of the month I don't dream at all.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is a really fun fact. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to start paying attention to that because you should. there probably is a lot of good <laughs> personal yeah, evidence do, that back that up.
1: I think it's like body temperature, like before your period. And then if you're like PMSing, your body temperature is higher. So your body mm-hmm. like doesn't sleep as soundly. So you're more likely to wake up in like the middle of a dream. Like we were just talking about how like oh. if you wake up more frequently, you're yeah. more likely to like remember your dreams. So that's why. You can get, like, more dreaming or more vivid dreams closer to your period.
0: That's so cool. Oh, oh that's Vifria, so cool. So keep tracking it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Apparently, if you, like, write down your dreams, too, you're more mm-hmm. likely to, like, continue to remember them and stuff like that, which is something that the people would do. Like, they would kind of journal and stuff. Do you th- mm-hmm. Were people literate, like, 300 years ago? Yeah, they were. They were. Because Shakespeare was around, like, 1400s. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> and
1: he was, like, inventing words, so, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're way past that in the 18. In the 19th century. I always just forget how that works. Anyways. um, So. All of this accumulates to us now. 300 years later, <laughs> people are having insomnia. People are like struggling with their sleep. You know, there's more sleep technology out than ever before. You can get a mattress from Sweden. You can get pillows from Sweden. <laughs> the sleep there's capital of the world, apparently. <laughs> there's such a big market around like. Yeah. Sleep. It's huge. Capitalism it's has really taken it to the next level. Um, and people like bef- um, in the industrial era, they were mm-hmm. phasing out biphasic sleeping because they would say that if you choose to indulge in your second sleep, which is the second time that you go to bed, um, you are considered lazy and you aren't as productive and you obviously aren't as ambitious as the person who wakes up early and stays up early. I and I thought that was... That I that all it, kind of crazy, right? Like, this is right on dot with our anti productivity,
1: yeah, <laughs> morals but also like, podcast. <laughs> I don't under just like generally in society, like people that sleep in often get called lazy yeah even if like they're st- still productive for the same amount of hours a day still getting the same amount of sleep as other people but it's just like shifted by a few hours they're somehow like lazier than people who wake up early but get the same amount done in their day and it's go to so bed earlier. weird it's so
0: weird it's so strange and like there's this there's Sometimes people will do, like, when they do the biphasic sleeping, like, mm-hmm. they'll wake up really, really early and then go back to bed, like, as the sun is rising for a couple of hours. And apparently that time is, like, holy time and it's called, like, the golden hour in some, like, manifestation um, mm-hmm. realms of the world and stuff like that. So that's why there's, like, this huge shift towards waking up at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. And that's how you'll be the most productive self because you wake up during this golden time. Yeah. But what they don't know is that people would go back to sleep after. Mm. But what people are teaching now is to be awake through that time when you should be asleep. Well, like historically, you don't need to, but just keep pushing on through your like 14, 16 hour day without that little like extra. I
1: think, I think it has a lot to do with like the nine to five work day.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, one of the biggest changes, too, is, like, people aren't all farmers anymore. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of stuff to do, you know? Like, <laughs> that's actually... So- the alarm clock was invented during the industrial era. The yeah, alarm clock used to yeah not because exist. you wanted
1: to make everyone, like, productive and they had to do these mm-hmm. eight-hour work days and you no longer have, like, time to take a nap in the middle of
0: the day because that makes you more yeah. productive,
1: even if you just, like, do the same amount of work.
0: Yeah. Or make no <laughs> It's so stupid. Uh, another kind of fun fact I learned um, is that um okay oh have you ever guys um done this like thing called like sleep debt where you f- you feel like you need to catch up on sleep on the weekend oh, kind yeah. of thing Be- yeah so same that's how i've lived my entire life and apparently that's very counterproductive and mm-hmm. that adhe- after adhering to like a rigid schedule during the week you actually suffer from jet lag if you sleep in on the weekends and it makes you feel like more tired i i believe this but then also <laughs> part of me is like
1: is this part of like this capitalist sleep market you know yeah, yeah. you know how that's i was really like obsessed point. with sleep hygiene a few weeks yeah ago? like not a few weeks ago at the beginning a of <laughs> the
0: podcast <laughs> yeah.
1: i think like that's one of those things that this like market has created is this idea of like you have to get eight hours of sleep and it has to be this like rigid schedule mm-hmm. in order for you to be like be the most productive or be like a normal healthy human but
0: yeah it might There's... not be true Maybe. But there is also a lot of science stating that like you can't if you don't get enough sleep like you will suffer like you might yeah. like, live a shorter life and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. But is like very important.
1: I think where they kind of miss they kind of miss telling you that the eight hours might not have to be all at once.
0: Yeah. I think that's definitely. where the
1: information kind of gets lost.
0: Oh, 100%. I have never heard of this before like me literally neither. a month ago. I didn't know that this is how people use sleep. I thought
1: sleep. I would die. I'm just going to like we're going to get into our personal <laughs> yeah. experiences later, but I like sleep is a very important thing to me and I do very poorly mm-hmm. on little sleep and I thought I would die. Absolutely yeah, die if I uh, did this, but no, right? No, yeah.
0: I, I was very very worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so there's this expert, Professor mm-hmm. Roger Eakers, and he said that Um, The only way that you could return to a biphasic sleeping schedule would be if you went into a cabin with no electricity or technology for three weeks, then your body may return to that cycle naturally. And we're here to prove him wrong, (laughs) professor. But I don't,
1: I don't, (laughs) like, I don't agree with that, obviously, because, yes, we proved him wrong. But also, Mm -hmm. there are so many people who wake up in the middle of the night naturally.
0: Yeah. A lot of people, even in the pandemic, said that their bodies, like, kind of went back to this schedule because, like, Mm -hmm. they didn't have work or they would go to bed early because there was just nothing to do and then you would just wake up and you would just have a couple hours of wakefulness and then second sleep and then the rest of the day you're good to go um before Courtney gets into like her little thing I want to tell you guys about two other types of polyphasic sleeping that we did not do because they are straight up insane
1: yeah and like not conducive to any kind of like work day or any like yeah yeah very difficult to implement oh
0: there's actually three types so the first one is called the a dimaxion sleep schedule, which involves taking four 30-minute naps every six hours for a total of two hours of sleep a day. That's crazy. Isn't that fucked? Okay, this next one is called the Uberman schedule, which is 20-minute naps every four hours for a total of three hours of sleep per day. Insane. <laughs> and then this other one is called the Every man schedule as if it's for every man, <laughs> which consists of one three hour block of sleep mm. and then three 20 minute naps that spread a little out bit throughout more doable. the day. It does sound a little bit more doable, but like I feel like the only way you would reach real sleep in 20 mm. minutes is when you're deprived of sleep. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I think these people are running on sleep deprivation to be able to take a 20 minute nap in a matter of seconds like I don't know but it takes you, but me it takes over me...
1: 20 minutes to fall asleep <laughs> same
0: here <laughs> that's and that's on a regular night so I feel like they're probably just operating on a really
1: yeah deprived. deficit
0: like they they need to their body is like thank god and they fall asleep in like 10 seconds
1: I feel like I could see that working in the short term like if you're a student or if you're at work and you have like a crazy schedule and it's like exam season Mm -hmm. you know and you do it for like three weeks or something and then you go back to normal sleeping I feel like that'd be okay I just Mm -hmm. worry about the health side effects of me only sleeping three hours
0: I can't imagine that that's good for you at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) only sleeping three hours or basic barely sleeping at all and just having 20 minute naps all the time like how can you get into the REM cycle at that point like you would you're never truly as you're resting that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: terrifying. I would be so interested to know like someone's experience that, that has tried that.
0: Yeah, me and too. Like how they felt. That would be insane. I feel like I also don't have enough stuff to do at the moment to and be, to be awake. awake that long. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know, it's such a relief to sleep sometimes when yeah. you like, thank God, I
0: don't have to Like do I was anything. so bored. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Just thank a little God, bit of a release time. from this day-to-day <laughs> life. But yeah. So yeah, society is coming back to this and um, they're saying that Um, This way actually makes you more productive. It's better Mm -hmm. for your memory and it's better for, like, overall cognition. And it just, like, makes you feel better because you have two days, pretty much. It feels like you have two days in one. You have a little booster type of thing.
1: Your week is now 14 days long. Yeah. Which also sounds awful, though. It does,
0: but it's It's not not terrible. It's It's actually not that bad. (laughs) Sounds bad,
1: but it's not that bad. All right. Do you want me to jump into my... Yes, let's do All it. All right. So, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the siesta style sleeping. So, siesta. when for Lydia's like experiment, which she did, I think was four hour sleep and then she was awake for an hour and then went back to bed mm-hmm. for four hours. Was yeah. that it? Yeah. yeah. So and sometimes total... I was awake
0: for two. It depended on like my day, <laughs> like gotcha. how I was feeling. But yeah, I did the classic biphasic sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it was like two segments really close together and then you get a total mm-hmm. of eight hours. And then for me, I was initially going to do that. And then I made like a last minute change because I couldn't cope with going to bed early. Um, and I decided <laughs> that I was going to do. So we've been doing five hours, I mm-hmm. think. And then a three hour nap during the day sometime. So what time during the day? Like around three? It, dep- it, it depends. It depends on the day. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. some days if I had like work at 12, I would literally like wake up for two hours and then go back to bed for Mm -hmm. three hours some days i would like come back from work at like three to five o'clock and then take my nap in the evening some days Mm -hmm. it was like during the morning it really depends on the schedule um so yeah i'm gonna talk to you guys about the siesta style sleeping and a little bit about what it is its history and then some like cultures around the world that practice it and some kind of cool versions of it um, so there's a couple of different types of siesta sleeping. One of them is the power siesta, and this one is the one that's most common. Um, mm, so that's power. when you sleep for five to six hours during the night, mm-hmm. and then you sleep for, like, a 20-minute nap during the
0: day. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it just cuts down on the total amount of sleep you have, like, in general. hmm Nice.
1: And then the other one is the long siesta, which is what I was doing. I didn't know that I was doing it, but now I know. Um, <laughs> which is you sleep for four and a half to five and a half hours and then you have a 60 or 90 minute nap during the day but I took three hour naps consistently (laughs) sometimes sometimes it was shorter because like nice there's just not enough hours in the day sometimes yeah yeah. um for a three hour nap but that's more or less what I was doing was the long extra
0: long siesta
1: (laughs) extra long siesta um and a lot of you probably know that taking a siesta is like a cultural thing for Latinos and Mm -hmm. the spanish um but it's also a i didn't know this but there's like a health policy in islam that considers um siestas or like midday naps a physical necessity
0: (gasps) oh really kind
1: of cool i love that (laughs) that's so cool (laughs) happy (laughs) apparently the ancient romans also had uh, a siesta-style oh. sleeping as well. Yes.
0: I read about that a little bit in some of my research, too. Apparently, Homer's, like, Iliad and Odyssey actually mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the second sleep or the first sleep. So it was around. There's,
1: like, there's a bunch of famous people that actually adhered to siesta-style sleeping. Um, mm. So some examples of this are Napoleon, Winston Churchill,
0: Margaret oh. Thatcher,
1: Bill cool. Clinton, uh, Da Vinci... Oh. Einstein, oh, didn't John F. Kennedy, uh, wow. and Roosevelt, they were all devoted uh, siesta-style sleepers.
0: All politicians, almost. <laughs> mm, world
1: leaders, people <laughs> yeah, in powerful weird. positions, all advocating for a nap. Oh, because it helps the mind, guys. Pretty <laughs> convincing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Churchill has actually, he's even quoted to say, you must sleep sometime between lunch and dinner and no half what measures measures, take off your clothes and get into bed. That's what I always do.
0: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> kinda <clothes>. sweet. <laughs> yeah, it is kinda sweet.
1: And honestly, <laughs> it is really nice to like halfway through your day just be like, Okay, that's it for me. And just yeah. like get back into your PJs and just go to sleep. That it's, does sound it's nice. Kind of liberating. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of scientific data saying that this method of sleeping is actually better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that it can lead to improved mood, decreased stress, increased alertness and productivity.
0: Mm, um, I and believe that it.
1: A midday nap provides a quick burst of creativity, productivity, and alertness. Nice. Um, it can allow more flexibility between um, work and family time because mm-hmm. you can kind of structure your time a little bit more. And it provides two periods of increased activity. Activity and creativity and alertness rather than just a long period because a lot of people experience like this slump around three o'clock where they feel just like really tired and low energy and then they just kind of like power through it and push through until the end of their day when realistically you could just go to sleep when you feel that slump and wake up again and actually feel refreshed.
0: And, and you would have like you so have... much more creativity, too, because you wouldn't be struggling to Exactly. Get like, why are we
1: pushing ourselves through that tiredness instead of just mm-hmm. listening to our body, taking that nap, and then having a great second half of the day instead of having a second half of the day that you're just trying to push through. Mm-hmm. Being tired. you like, can't wait to and go just to sleep. bed. Just, just take the bed now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there is some... Um, risk of drowsiness though especially if you're doing like longer naps so like the 60 to 90 or like the three hour nap Mm -hmm. um if you're somebody who needs to like wake up and then immediately perform some sort of activity like driving or if you're an emergency service worker or something like Mm -hmm. that um there's a little bit of a risk surrounding that like you might need to give yourself some time after you wake up to stop feeling drowsy which is something that i did experience a couple times actually is that like Mm -hmm. the second nap actually made me more tired
0: yeah yeah um but i think that's just because of the
1: length of the nap that i was taking yeah um and actually there's a lot of evidence that says you know how we have that whole like circadian rhythm that tells Mm -hmm. us when to sleep apparently our our circadian rhythm actually dips in the afternoon really yeah (laughs) so there's evidence that that's actually when we're supposed to sleep I love people that. People think it's just like day and night. Yeah. But it yeah, might yeah. not be. It might be oh, so cool. It's first In sleep. the
0: afternoon, too. Afternoon sleep. <laughs> afternoon sleep. <laughs> really cool.
1: Um, even NASA did a
0: study, actually. Ooh, NASA. That,
1: that proved that siesta sleeping enhanced performance, alertness, um, memory, and response time.
0: Wow. If the astronauts are doing it, you guys, I mean, I think we should be fucking <laughs> jumping on this train. <laughs>
1: Um, and NASA also said that it can help if you're suffering from burnout
0: or information overload. Ooh, yeah, because it helps your brain like reset, reset those informations and like process Take your little, memories hmm. and knowledges and stuff like that. A lot mm-hmm. of people have reported that like random memories come back to them <laughs> when they try this type of sleeping. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it happened Ooh. to me, but when I think about it, like, Maybe, maybe there was a lot more reflecting going on, but I don't know if that's because we were like writing some stuff down or, huh. I
1: wish I had known that before I tried it. I would have been like more aware.
0: Yeah. But then it would have like, true, then you would have remembered it better, but it also might have tripped you up a little bit because you would have been like, I must remember things from my past now.
1: (laughs) That's very true. Um, and then there's actually also evidence that it can reduce your risk of a heart attack by 34%. What? Which is a no lot. Way. Yeah.
0: <gasps> that and they so think it's rad. because of
1: like a mixture of reduction of stress and like actually listening to your body and mm-hmm. because a lot of people who are waking up during the early hours and like having more time for themselves in the morning are scheduling more physical activity in the morning. Yeah. So you I actually can have like time that. to fit it into your day. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, yeah. And then there's just some research about how, like, um, that the pressure to conform into one long, um, like, stint of sleep, so your Mm -hmm. eight hours sleep, can actually cause people a lot of anxiety and stress for people whose bodies, like, naturally want to adhere to biphasic sleeping. Oh, Um, yeah. So there's that. There's the added pressure to conform, I guess. Which, as we, like, just talked about, there's a lot of people who do wake up in the middle of the night and, like... I had done that for a lot for a long time is like wake up in the early hours of the morning and then I was stressed about the fact that now you know you like won't. this was cutting into my sleeping hours yeah. and I won't get my eight hours and like how long is it going to take me to fall back asleep and then yeah. it takes you longer because you're stressing and oh wow it's the whole
0: like rabbit hole that you fall into definitely But realistically, you don't even really need that eight hours all at once or even at a time. Like a lot of the people who do like this type of sleeping are totally fine off like six or seven hours. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't even need eight. You just cut down on the total amount of time that you need in general.
1: And I feel like that's something that I noticed with the biphasic sleeping. I know that we're getting a little bit into our experiences, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Is that I feel like I was almost listening to my body a little bit more rather than Mm -hmm. listening to somebody tell me that I needed eight hours. Mm-hmm. Like, some days I didn't feel that tired, so I'd take a shorter nap in the afternoon. Or sometimes, like, if I felt tired earlier, I'd take a nap then. And it was more just, like, my body telling me when I needed the sleep and how much yeah. sleep I needed rather than me just trying to, like, force myself to get yeah. eight hours of sleep during a certain amount of hours every single day and, like, adhere to the exact same schedule.
0: Yeah.
1: Helps Which I think actually
0: cost me a lot of stress. I think so, too. 100%. I've been liberated a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So then, yeah, I wanted to talk about like a few cultures that the siesta style sleeping is really prominent in. Mm -hmm. So the first one is the Spanish culture, um, which also like then later um, like leaked into Latino culture as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So the word siesta actually comes from aura sexta? excuse my spanish but it translates (laughs) to the sixth hour which means that you're supposed to take your siesta your nap after being awake for six hours so it's actually like indicating like a little bit of a calculation i didn't know that um so it usually occurs between two o'clock in the afternoon and five o'clock in the afternoon Mm -hmm. um and in like smaller more rural villages in spain like businesses actually just like shut down for the afternoon And so everyone nice. goes home and they have lunch at home and then they take a nap and then they oh. go back to work and they finish their evenings That works, and amazing. everything just like stays open a little bit later. Yeah. Um, and it has to do a little bit with hot climates. Um, it's to like beat the heat of the day so that you can True. just sleep when it's really hot and like enjoy your time more when it's like cooler yeah. and you can actually do stuff.
0: That makes a lot of sense. People get really stressed out in the heat and, like, tempers Mm. rise and stuff like that. So that's nice that for the hottest part of the day, you get to just have a nap. (laughs) Just avoid it completely. And
1: people in Spain are also, like, known to be night owl owls. Um, Yeah, they are. They have, like, dinner really late, and they'll often stay out in cafes and bars until, like, midnight or 2 a.m., even if they Mm. have work the next day. Mm. And that's, like, in part because of the siesta. And a lot of Spanish people believe that, like, it's okay to sacrifice a bit of sleep to get more time with, like, family and friends and doing stuff that you enjoy out of your day. Which I think is really sweet because, like, they do, all in all, get less hours because I think that they only take, like, 20 minutes. To an hour naps during the day yeah. and they get like four hours at night so they are mm-hmm. getting less sleep um but they just prioritize like social time and enjoyment Aww. and leisure
0: yeah over
1: like trying to adhere to this
0: eight hour sleep schedule i love that i love that so much <laughs> and they're but obviously I mean, living a very good life off only like six hours of sleep so that's really nice yeah
1: yeah listening but, to um, your bodies guys Unfortunately, the siesta sleep style in Spain is being threatened by the 9 to 5 and by um, more, like, modernization. And a lot of young people and a lot of people who live in cities no longer do siestas Mm -hmm. um, because it's becoming a little bit more, like, westernized and Americanized. And they're adhering to, like, the 8-hour sleep schedule. Um, And something cool that I learned, which is a little off topic, but Spain is actually on the wrong time zone. What? (laughs) What do you mean? So based on their geographical location, they're supposed to be on the Greenwich Mean Time. Mm-hmm. But in 1942, a fascist dictator uh, switched the nation to be on this same time zone as Germany to be in solidarity <laughs> with Hitler. And it was never changed back. So what they're the actually, they're, I think it's only an hour, but I think they're an hour later oh God, than they're actually what? supposed to what be. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love so
1: that go, but like, I
0: mean, hey, let's just leave it
1: <laughs> i think there's been some movement in like recent years trying to move it to the actual like time zone but at the same yeah. time if you've been like on one time zone yeah since like like it doesn't really make a difference oh, that's but, so yeah. funny i guess it's a lot of
0: bizarre, people the argument bizarre. would be like we're not with hitler but i feel like no one's with hitler anymore so you don't yeah. need to be worried about <laughs> yeah <laughs> about it's, being it's on okay. the same time it's zone really as okay. germany <laughs> that's awesome <laughs>
1: And um, like there might be some misconceptions around Spanish people working less than other people because they have their siestas. Mm. But in fact, um, the Spaniards usually work around 11 hour days. So they're Whoa. working longer days than all of their European counterparts. Yet they still have more time to spend with family and friends.
0: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So it's
1: wow. kind of like something to think about. That's pretty impressive. I'm not advocating for an 11-hour workday. That sounds like hell. Yeah, that sounds terrible. But naps don't make you less productive. Yeah, that's definitely. That's the takeaway here. That's a good takeaway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then there's a similar practice in Italy. It's just called something different. It's called the riposes, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but it's basically the same thing where Italian businesses will close early um, or late afternoon, allowing business owners to go home, have lunch, and take a nap during the hottest part of the oh, day. that just sounds so nice. Um, and then the Japanese have a tradition called in... I should have <laughs> looked up all of these it. before I started. <laughs> I'm going to say so. inumuri Okay. It's I-N-E-M-U-R-I. Enumery is what i'm gonna call yeah, it sure please please correct me um this one i don't i can't totally get behind because basically what it is is that the intense work culture in japan has created a habit um and the word enumeri translates to being present while asleep which means people are getting small bouts of sleep wherever they can, like in their cubicle or on the subway on the way to work or in parks because they're oh. working so much they don't have time to sleep. So they're literally Aww. just like taking power naps every time they have like a moment to wherever themselves. Wherever they can. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And but what what is kind of cool is that napping in Japanese culture is associated with hard work. So oh. it's not that you're considered lazy if you're napping. It's Yay. considered to be a sign that you've worked yourself to exhaustion or oh. that you've sacrificed <laughs> your nightly sleep for productivity. It's, double-edged so sword. it's actually double-edged I know, I know. It's nice <laughs> that it's, like, associated with hard work, but then when you hear, like, why, you're like, yeah. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay, and this one I love. Okay, I thought this one was so funny. So the Scandinavian have something called the winter nap, okay? And so Scandinavian parents believes that children sleep deeper when they're cold and that sleeping outside helps them acclimatize to the cold, harsh winters. (laughs) So parents actually leave their children outside to nap
0: in sub-zero
1: temperatures. (laughs) So apparently, when you're like walking through Scandinavia in the winter, it's common to see kids outside sleeping in strollers while their parents are inside, like eating or shopping. Like they just leave their kids outside. (laughs) (laughs) And there's even daycares who. Often, like, have and like offer outside napping programs.
0: Oh my so like, god. So they like, leave your kids outside that to sleep. That is so funny. Isn't oh that my amazing? god. I feel like it's true. I'm not gonna lie. Like, sometimes I get drowsy in the cold too. I totally get it. I think it might be like my body shutting down due to hypothermia. <laughs> yes, right? like I know. That. <laughs> I know.
1: Like,
0: I don't know. When you sleep, your
1: body temperature drops. I mean yeah. I'm not questioning them. I'm sure they got it down. Like I'm sure they know exactly like how much to bundle their kid up before putting yeah. their kid outside. But I don't know if I'd enjoy that. I hate being cold. I would I like sleeping outside. I like napping outside in the summer. Yeah, like, when it's in the warm. shade and there's a mm. nice warm breeze. That's really nice. I don't know if I could nap outside in the winter. I
0: don't know either. I'd be interested to try it. Maybe it's only, is it only mm. for babies though? Like, do they continue to they do that? They just do it to Through children? adulthood? Okay. <laughs> as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. Hmm. Yeah. Something to try, guys. <laughs> Go outside. Sleep
1: outside. But make sure you're very warm before you do that, please. Yeah. Bundle up. Maybe ask a Scandinavian person before you do it.
0: Yeah. What the, what the they protocol do it? is. Wool, maybe like something to keep the heat in,
1: yeah. I would think maybe it's like the only part like sheep
0: is cold, yeah. Probably so. The only part of your body that's cold is like your face, I
1: guess. Yeah,
0: they probably just like go kind of numb. (laughs) that sounds wild, sounds that's really interesting. Definitely an interesting way to like get acclimatized to the weather. That's kind of cool, Mm -hmm. though. They acknowledge Mm -hmm. the fact that like you're not born into being able to handle winter you You have to get trained sleep outside (laughs) (laughs) then you'll be a real scandinavian
1: (laughs) and then the last one i had here was just in norway um it was just farmers used to wake up early and Mm -hmm. care for their livestock and then take a two to three hour nap in the afternoon
0: yeah yeah sounds pretty legit like once everything is fed and everything is good Mm -hmm. and then you wake up again to feed them again (laughs) yeah Sounds nice. Take a little napsy.
1: And that's my little summary introduction to siesta sleeping. Yay,
0: siesta. Siesta. I love it. I love it. Okay, guys. So, yeah, these are the types of sleeps that we did. So you don't have to or you can <laughs> because you find out that they are awesome and that they might actually lead to a better life. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we tested out these biphasic sleeping and these polyphasic Mm -hmm. sleep schedules um i personally like have never really had too much trouble falling asleep in the past like i know that Mm -hmm. biphasic sleeping kind of comes out of like an insomnia thing now where people are realizing that this is their body's natural like way of telling them to wake up and like it's all good but i don't really have that problem so To do, like, a biphasic sleeping schedule meant setting Mm -hmm. an alarm and, like, (laughs) forcing myself to wake up after four or, like, three and a half hours of sleep, Mm -hmm. which, like, was really hard at first. Like it was hard and I tried to go to bed at like 10 o'clock so yeah. that I could wake up at like 3 o'clock or something like that and then I wouldn't end up falling asleep until midnight and then yeah. I would only have two hours of sleep and then that one hour that's supposed to be like amazing time I would just mm-hmm. be like fuck this shit like I want to go to bed <laughs> like it was not yeah, mindful. Like, I think
1: that I really think that like if you're thinking about trying biphasal sleeping that It needs to be the one that works best with your body. Yeah. Like I knew the original sleep schedule that I had set, I was gonna go to bed at nine and I was sitting at work on that day and I just (laughs) knew that there was zero (laughs) chance I would ever enjoy going to sleep at nine. Like I really value my like evening time to just like lounge and do nothing and like be a couch potato. I just value that so highly. And I knew that I would not make it through the two weeks if I was going to bed at 9 p.m. So yeah. And you know what? I switched what? it up I to work for my money and it worked really well for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I tr- I kept trying to do that for a couple of days. And then eventually mm-hmm. I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. So mm-hmm. like I kind of went to bed at around like 1130 midnight-ish. Yeah. And then I would wake up at like whatever, three or like four or something like that. It was never like a 6 a.m. type of thing like they mm-hmm. had in like the farming and stuff like that. I think you could just make it. You could literally just make it up, guys. Like, yeah, make it you your <laughs> own. Do whatever, whatever you, want. you want. We're not farmers. Yeah. It yeah. Uh, matter <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um so you might be wondering what what did we do with this time right like mm-hmm. what what were we doing mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's the point of it all yeah for me um i got into reading again and cool. it was great i literally haven't like last week i was telling you guys that like reading Has just been like only for studies for so long, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have this time where I made a rule for myself that I didn't want to do any like blue light type of work because I thought that that would interfere with being able to go back to sleep. So Mm -hmm. I like bought a book and I was like, okay, I'm gonna read. And I started reading in the middle of the night and like. It was awesome. Yeah, it's kind of great. I've got through a series. I'm on the third book in a three-book series right now. Yeah, I know, right? After only two weeks, like, I went through it quick. And, like, it's just kind of brought me back to reading. and like, reminded me of how much I liked it and, like...
1: How awesome easy it was it for you to read at like four o'clock in the
0: morning? I feel you like know, it would make at me more tired. Was rough? No, n- no? Um, not really. I guess I was into the book. I guess I don't know. Mm. Like I kind of had the problem more of like having like really dry eyes in the middle of the mm. night at first. So I would like try to go right to reading, and like my eyes were like just not having it. <laughs> but like eventually, my body kind of got used to it, and I would like start to wake up after like before my alarm even went off or something Aww. like that. Yeah. So. I kind of got used to it. My cat hated it. Like, literally, she would be so confused. She would, like, be pacing back and forth and, like, staring at me every time. Like, it's still (laughs) I'm like, you know what's going on. Like, please just go to bed. Like, you're not getting treats. Poor mama. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But, yeah, one time I did podcast stuff and, like, mm -hmm. sometimes I would, like, write some stuff down. But, like, I didn't really notice a big difference with, like, the blue light or anything like that when, like, I tried to use it and not use it. So, yeah, Yeah. that was nice. Were you doing, like, kind of a small chunk at first?
1: What do you mean a small chunk?
0: Just, like, a small chunk of, like, wakefulness in between your two sleeps?
1: No, I was more awake for longer. Yeah. I would do
0: the nap, like, later in the
1: evening at first. um, Or afternoon, I guess. Um, And for me, like, I knew that if I didn't spend the time in the morning doing something... Like, I don't want to say productive, but, like, for me, it's more like getting something out of the way. Mm -hmm. I really, like, have trouble taking, like, leisure time if I haven't done the things that I feel like I need to do. Like, I feel like it Mm -hmm. adds more stress to my day. So I actually, like, when I wake up in the morning, I work on podcast stuff for, like, an hour or two, Mm -hmm. which is something that I was getting really good at putting off in the evenings. (laughs) Because I like my leisure evenings and I enjoy doing podcast stuff, but, like... Your evening, I enjoy years. doing nothing more Yeah, doing podcast stuff. <laughs> so it's something I was finding, like, more. really <laughs> easy to be like, I can do that later. And For sure. there was a little bit of a backlog with podcast stuff. Yeah. But I started doing it in the mornings, and it's been great because, A, it keeps me awake. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if I was doing nothing or, like... Reading, I would probably just fall back asleep. Mm-hmm. So it keeps me awake, and then it also makes me feel like I've accomplished something. I've done something productive. Like that's something that now I don't have to do later in the day. Mm-hmm. And then something that I also started doing was actually going for runs in the morning. And let me just start by saying, like, I literally hate myself for doing <laughs> this. Like, I hate people who are like, "Oh, I wake up to run at five o'clock in the morning." Like, I hate. But I'm honestly, honestly. No. It worked so well. It. <laughs> it woke me up. It made me feel so good after, like for my day. Oh, like I just felt so like nice and like.
0: What time did you wake up at? What time go. were you running
1: at? So I woke up at four, and then I would run at six. Yeah, yeah. Which worked really well for me because in the past I've tried to run in the morning, but like I couldn't run on an empty stomach. But then if I ate right before I ran, like I would get cramps, mm-hmm. and then. Like my body wasn't awake enough to really do anything and it wouldn't be a very productive run. Like most of it would just be walking. Yeah. But this worked perfectly because I woke up at six. I was able to have like I had a bit of caffeine. I have like this protein shake that has caffeine in it. So I'd have like a a little bit of a shake. So I'd have some food in me. And then I'd do some work so I was already like awake a little bit and then go for my run. And it worked really well. It worked really well. And then I felt so good after. (laughs) And then I also had, like, so much time to get ready for work in the morning. It was so nice. Like, my mornings didn't feel, like, rushed and stressful anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had
1: time to, like, put on a TV show and, like, make breakfast.
0: Nice. It was just really nice. Yeah. I
1: really enjoyed it. I feel like, for me, I've always been a night person and a morning person, but always resented both because I I didn't think I could be both. I thought that, like, staying up late meant that I had to sleep in late, and then I don't like sleeping in late because I feel like I lose so much of my day
0: yeah but then when i wake sure.
1: up early it means i have to go to bed early and i don't like <laughs> losing night hours yeah for leisure yeah. time and this <laughs> let me do both oh that's i could awesome. stay up till 11 i could have my evening my leisure time but i could also wake up early and be productive get a bunch of stuff done in the day go for a run have oh that sounds leisurely amazing. morning. i try
0: siesta like, like, guys honestly awesome. i
1: i really recommend it i very much enjoyed it
0: yeah, that's so amazing! Oh my god, that sounds like so much fun.
1: Yeah, oh, so I want to do that. Nice. I think
0: yeah, that was great.
1: Yeah, I think for me, like, I think a five a.m. wake up is probably ideal, because I will say that when you set yourself up to take a three-hour nap in the afternoon, <laughs> it's really easy not to do it. Like, yeah. if you have stuff to do, or like when I'm working and then. I have like a call scheduled with somebody after work, and I only have like an hour between those times. Or, mm-hmm. like, it's really easy just to be like, oh, I can skip my nap today and do this instead. Yeah, and then you yeah. end up not getting enough sleep. So I yeah, think like you're slightly longer at night and a slightly shorter nap is the most ideal. Mm-hmm. But all in all, honestly, like I feel like it was a good experience for me. I, I very much. Yeah, that sounds
0: amazing. I really liked my experience, too, like just being able Mm -hmm. to have that time because I feel like I struggled before with having like time for myself because like I always feel like I need to be working. And like even in the evenings sometimes if I like choose to watch TV for a couple of hours, I'm still Mm -hmm. like in the back of my mind. I'm like... I should be doing something. I should feel, like, productive and stuff like that. So to have only, like, an hour or two in the middle of the night when, like, no one's awake, when there's Mm -hmm. no necessity to be doing any work and, like, I know I don't have to, like, get up and do anything, it was really, really nice to actually just dedicate that time and just, like, feel almost no stress (laughs) because I knew I had the rest of the day or, like, I had, like, the rest of the day to do something for myself and then I wasn't stressed out about, like, feeling like I needed to book in time mm-hmm. like me time or whatever in the mm-hmm. middle of the day and like i don't know i guess i'm still in this like nine to five mindset where like the day yeah. is for productivity kind of thing so it was good to like have like a little little special meditative yeah. holy time just to like do you and it's like it's like very peaceful at four in the morning too it's it so makes nice. you it's really really cool so like quiet. waking up that early and like watching no the world wake yeah become colored is so cool like <laughs> it's mm-hmm,
1: honestly it's awesome great. and i thought it was going to be really difficult to wake up that early mm-hmm. but let me tell you it's a lot easier to wake up when you know you're going to be going back to sleep yeah, hell yeah So look, i don't hell have any issues yeah. getting out of bed at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. just because i know i get it's to not take to last
0: forever <laughs> yeah i get rewarded for my efforts. yes exactly you feel like it's gonna be you okay nice in morning. the end
1: i'm gonna have some time to myself yeah. And I'm going to go take it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you don't need to feel bad about it either because you were so productive and you still have time to yeah. be productive and you still have time yeah. to do stuff and stuff like that.
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: It sounds great. How was your first week compared to your second week?
1: My first week was awful. I got to say, <laughs> like, adjusting to this was not fun for me. Yeah. I think because I'm really sensitive to, like, schedule changes. Yeah. Um, I always have been like I get I get migraines and stuff and like that's normally triggered by changes in my schedule or like changes in my sleep schedule. So I was like a little bit nervous going into it. And the first week was. okay. so it was rough, but the first week that we tried this was also the last couple days of a really hard semester. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it was a bit of a mix of both. Um. Yeah. Like I had some dips in productivity like we wrote notes for our days Mm -hmm. and like on one of the days I wrote that like oh I like I was supposed to proofread my final paper like a couple few times before I handed it in and I literally just handed it in I didn't proofread it again. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know if that was like a sleep thing or if that was like an end of the semester thing you know like I don't know if I I was just done or if I was just. Mm -hmm. That happened um, to me
0: a little bit too for productivity I was like I don't feel like I was more productive because sometimes mm-hmm. I would like I would really put off my like waking up to the point where I would wake up for like an hour at like six o'clock in the morning and then I would Thanks. sleep again from seven yeah. o'clock till 10 30 and then I was like okay now I feel like I'm just doing what I always did, which is just, Mm -hmm. like, sleep in until noon or, like, 10 sometimes or, like, 11 and just, like, not really have and just feel like half my day is kind of gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's definitely one of the downfalls is, like, the later and later you push it, the harder it is to, like, wake up and live your whole day tired (laughs) and then go try to go to bed early. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Mm.
1: Yeah, for me, I think, yeah, I think it was day five. Day four was the roughest day for me. Mm-hmm. Felt like absolute crap all day. Fuck, I had like migraine. I was nauseous. Oh, like that I just felt awful. so bad. But then day five, it's like something clicked, and I felt great on day. Wow! Five. <laughs> and then it was smooth sailing from like then on in. Like it's yeah. been pretty easy since then to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You just got to push through it. Like it yeah, you really do like like have to push through it. Crap, but yeah. then... But then, like, you just adjust to it. And... Yeah,
0: and you end up feeling amazing. Yeah, I have to admit, I kind of didn't do it on the weekend because I was hanging out with, like, my friend. So we stayed up until, like, three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but then my body automatically woke me up after four oh. hours of sleep. I was like, wow. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. I read for a little bit and then I went back to bed. So I still kind of contributed to my biphasic schedule, except Mm -hmm. it was just a little fucked.
1: (laughs) That's the thing I liked about siesta style, though, is that it was so flexible. Yeah. Like that, you know, if you're out with friends, that's fine. Like you just go to bed a little later wake up a little later or whatever and then you can just take a nap and catch up on the sleep oh but, like, yeah you that, missed, that's not really right? nice i think i'm gonna yeah. do siesta
0: style like this week because I'll that recommend. sounds it sounds a lot better than just like the two chunks type of thing like i understand how it's mm-hmm. useful and like that time in the morning is really really nice to like just but you can do still you but morning. you can yeah exactly you can still do it if you just still wake up at like four mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning or whatever do you feel like you're gonna like could you see a time in your life where you would do it again yeah like I
1: honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly going to continue this. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like it. Um, like right now, because Janae's fasting, like we have to get up at four. Like it's mm-hmm. very strict. Um, but that's over soon. And so once that's over, I think I'm going to shift to the waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, and then a shorter nap. I think that'll be like ideal.
0: Yeah. At the sweet
1: spot. Good, good. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to 100% continue doing it. I really loved it.
0: Yeah, dude, that sounds amazing. Would you change anything if you wanted to, like, do it again to make the experience more positive, like, from the beginning? Hmm.
1: I think for the begin, like, I think my only beef with it is the three-hour nap. I think it's too <laughs> long. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I, from the beginning, I would just switch it up that, a little bit longer at night and then also if you do a little bit longer at night it's not as detrimental if you have to skip your nap during the day yeah if you still get like six hours at night
0: you could be okay it's okay for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. it's
1: not as like debilitating oh my god i mean five hours isn't that debilitating but it takes me a long time to fall asleep which actually though recently like the last couple of days i've been
0: falling asleep a lot faster than i normally Mm -hmm. do some Interesting. I don't know if that
1: has something to do with biphasal sleeping?
0: I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I think your body's getting used to it, and it's being like, okay, this is this is the time that we need to go to bed, and we mm-hmm. are gonna do it now. Yeah, <clears throat> me too, man. It's been like so much easier to fall asleep quickly. I think it's because I've also, like, my whole reading thing, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. I just read before I go to bed. And then I'm, like, so excited to, like, wake up in a couple hours and read again. (laughs) It's nice. (laughs) So nice. I know, right? I'm, like, falling back into, like, my eighth grade self. (laughs) It's so great. (laughs) Reading in the middle of the day, reading in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's nice. I keep wanting to, like, get a workout in in the middle of the night, but then I'm worried that I won't be able to fall back asleep after having, like, a run or going outside and, like, subjecting myself to the cold air. Yeah. I'm, like, worried that it's going to be hard to, like, bundle up again and get warm and, like, get into my bed. Because yeah. at least, like, like with this style, you, you're kind of still in, like, a weird dream kind of state where you're, like, warm and then you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, like, I already kind of did some stuff for myself like in the middle of the night yeah i already had a little bit of the day like on and it was very nice when like i did do some work in the middle of the night when i had work to do um (laughs) it was really good to wake up and have just like more time it was really cool definitely recommend it is like having a second day it really is oh yeah (laughs) it's great (laughs) i love
1: it i love it i wrote like a little bit of a pros and cons list let's hear it i can share with everyone i'm gonna start with the cons okay and then we'll go to the pros so my cons my first one is that it can be really difficult with a um nine to five workday.
0: yeah for sure
1: i'm like lucky that i have like my workplace is pretty flexible with work hours but the work hours still happen between nine and five so on Mm -hmm. the days that i did choose to work nine to five it was like yeah. It was difficult to fit in that nap after work. Yeah. And then wake up and then eat dinner and then like go back to sleep 50 hours sleep. later. Like it was really weird in that. So it can be mm-hmm. difficult with a workday. Um I found that my eating schedule was kind of messed up. Yeah. I didn't know when to eat meals. <laughs> and like <laughs> I felt like I was eating True. an extra meal because sometimes I'd wake up at four and eat breakfast. But yeah. then at like 10 I'd be hungry for breakfast again so I felt like maybe I was eating more because I had like do breakfast I don't yeah, know I maybe. couldn't figure out when I should eat it was weird <laughs> um and then there's the post-nap grogginess which does happen sometimes yeah um I mean if you can drink caffeine after you wake up from the nap it really helps mm-hmm. it's a, a good thing to do but yeah on some days I did feel like super groggy after my nap and it was really difficult to like get going again for the second half of my day
0: Yeah, that's sometimes Um, why I hate napping because it's like, I don't want to nap because I know I'm just going to wake up being more more tired. tired.
1: Yeah. And especially if you, like, don't have much to do that day. Yeah. Just as it's easy to skip your nap, it's also easy to extend your nap (laughs) for a lot longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, Which kind of brings me into the next one is that you have less daytime hours Mm -hmm. um, because you have to take a big chunk out of your day to take a nap. Um, so if you're someone like me who loves sun sun. and daytime and spending time outside, it can be a little bit difficult because you have to sacrifice some of those hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but on the flippity flip, you get sunrise in like a couple of hours where it feels like you're the only one awake in the world. And it's kind of nice. It's twilight. And it can be a little bit restrictive, kind of what Lydia was talking about. Like if you want to do other things with your day, for example, like if. I wanted to go for a long hike or if you're Mm -hmm. hanging out with friends who like don't aren't on this sleeping schedule it can be like really weird to do that yeah and sometimes it feels like you can't do as much during the day because you do have to sleep for three hours in the middle of the day or however long you choose in the middle of the day so even though you're getting those couple of hours in the morning you're missing like a chunk of your day which can be I think it's more of a psychological thing than it is like an actual time thing because you still have the same amount of time. Yeah, but maybe even more. Feels, yeah, yeah, you probably have more, but sometimes because the it just, daylight's gone. I think it's it is nice to be awake
0: during the day, though.
1: My brain is just used is just set on that like nine to five. That's when you're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing stuff. I think that's why it feels like sometimes I have less stuff to do, less time to do stuff. Sorry, mm-hmm. because. Yeah, I just feel like between those hours is when I need to be doing something. And if I'm taking a three hour chunk out of those hours, then that's three hours that I can never do anything instead of like realizing that <laughs> you are those, already three had those three hours, hours are just available <laughs> at a different time.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely is like a psychological thing.
1: Mm-hmm. My last con was just that it's easy to not get enough sleep. And that goes back to like the slipping. Yeah. The and you have to be
0: really careful that. with that because sleep deprivation yeah. is real the and, and nice. your body will suffer for it. So <laughs> you simple. can get really sick.
1: <laughs> um, so then I'll go to my pros. Pros! So, my first one is increased physical activity because I did start running in the mornings. Woo! And that made me feel better. Hell yeah. She got that think, much that I like. <laughs> um, and yeah it just helps you like wake up and stay awake which was kind of cool mm-hmm. Um, increased productivity at
0: least for me definitely
1: I found that and
0: yeah I found that sometimes like when I had stuff to do I definitely felt like I did it mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I felt better about doing it Um, but like the middle of the night wasn't generally yeah like productive towards work it was more productive towards like
1: just productive in a different way
0: being with yourself
1: Yeah, still <laughs> yeah. productive still, still nice like I
0: still really <laughs> like it <laughs>
1: Um, another pro is I feel like I had more control over my time.
0: Ooh, interesting. Which is kind of cool. It
1: kind of felt like a little bit rebellious, almost. Like, yeah,
0: everyone's telling you that Fuck you need to system. sleep between these two
1: hours, and I was like, no, I'm gonna <laughs> sleep. You know, eleven till four, and then I'm gonna take a nap whenever I want. And yeah, it was kind exactly. of nice to be like, this is what fits my schedule and like my body and my time. I Not love that. time, so it was kind of easier to like, <laughs> yeah. Just take the nap whenever. Like sometimes I literally take my nap at ten o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I take it at five o'clock in the evening.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: Whatever, whatever your day whatever is. The day was. That sounds so matter. great. Yeah,
0: it is rebellious. I like that. it's not the norm. You know, Mm-mm. it's nice.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, another pro is peaceful mornings, which we talked about. Yeah, really nice to be up that early. It morning. is
0: really nice. And like, ugh, I know I hate that we're becoming a part of this five a.m. club thing, but like, but like at the same time, there's something not, there. Though.
1: Because we are part of the 5 a.m. club in a way, but we're not advocating for that to make your 9 to 5 more productive. True. Saying that it's nice for you, it can be rebellious against the 9 to 5, and that you should still get your eight hours. It's not about Mm -hmm. staying awake then for like 18 hours. That's not the point. (laughs) That's not what we're
0: advocating for. Get your second sleep. It's important.
1: Um. I said easier to wake up, which we did. More time, which we kind of talked about. Uh, more flexible days, being able to move mm-hmm. your nap time. Um, always having something to look forward to,
0: <laughs> which was that's going so to bed, cute. <laughs>
1: going yeah, to sleep. That's I so love true. going to sleep. It's so Me much fun too. And when you do siesta style sleeping, guys, going to bed is always a couple hours away. <laughs> <It's> so nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that does sound really yes, nice. You always just
1: be like, oh, I can, I can take a nap soon or like, yeah. oh, I get to go to bed soon. Like, That's it's interesting. Just, That's one of my bedtime. cons
0: for like the chunk and chunk sleeping is that like it feels very like strict. So it feels like mm. I'm missing out on sleep almost. And like I love sleeping too. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, I have to get up because otherwise I'm going to sleep for four hours and then eight hours accidentally. And then like I won't be able to fall asleep the next day. And like, it's just so worrisome to like fuck yeah. it all up completely.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, that's why I've always struggled with sleep schedules because they stress me out when somebody tells have, me that, like, I need to, like, this chunk, this chunk and get this amount of sleep total. And, like, that really stresses me out. <laughs> so I felt a little bit more at liberty with this schedule because it's, like, a little bit more flexible and yeah, you yeah. kind of do whatever you want. Something really interesting is that I think I actually had less anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, this
1: was also a break between semesters. So yeah, that's true. Also you also computer, didn't have as but, much, like, schoolwork. Yeah, but I also did have some like stressful work stuff. But mm-hmm. I think I, yeah, I think I was less anxious. At Dude, the beginning, I thought it was because I was just like so tired. I just didn't have the mental <laughs> capacity to be anxious. But I think it's kind of carried on a little bit. I wouldn't say that I'm like no anxiety, like cured anxiety, but For sure. <laughs> I think I am less anxious. And that could mm-hmm. be like, because of other things like the run or whatever. Yeah, but.
0: that's true. It's a whole life-changing experience, the siesta, because then you have so much more time to do oh, other oh, stuff. It's so great. It's great.
1: <laughs> um, you get to be a morning person and a night owl, which I already talked about. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which is kind of opposite to yours, but I got to vibe with my cats more, which I know sounds like Dude, a weird bro.
0: I was on a different vibe than my cat. 100%. I was on the same. My cat. <laughs> I mean, the first like I would say like three or four
1: days. They were very confused because when we wake up it's always breakfast time mm-hmm. and we were waking up at like four so they thought it was breakfast time at four so they got a little antsy about that <laughs> um but after a couple of days they kind of settled down and they realized that like breakfast time is still at 7 a.m you know yeah yeah um but yeah i just feel like i was with their sleep schedule more like salem because they not nap- normally during the day too yeah salem's not normally that affectionate towards me but in the mornings at like it's normally around 5 five thirty. Mm-hmm. she comes over and she like comes and like gives me a cuddle and like lies Aww. down on my chest and like kind of falls asleep on me so should we have like a little moment together in the morning
0: and That's then so zola cute. has
1: mm-hmm. been like i think it's because of salem she got like a little <laughs> like distant sometimes yeah because i don't know like, i think she just gets stressed about salem being around Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Maybe but she's jealous. she's spending so much more time with me now. Oh. She comes every time she hears like the curtains close for nap time. She just comes right in. She jumps She's up in the bed bedtime. and oh. she, like, just cuddles with me and we sleep together and we just, that's like, so... I just vibe so much more with them now. Oh. I got my sleep time with Zola during the day and then I got my cuddles with Salem in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. So That's, that's so been a big sweet. pro for me. That's I know that kind of makes pro. me a crazy cat lady, but I get the vibe with my cats and I like <laughs> yes,
0: it. Yes, dude. I think that's a huge and pro. You know that's what? the biggest one.
1: Like, three times I've woken up and, like, Zola and Salem aren't the biggest fans of each other like they don't really try to kill each other you know like they're not aggressive towards each other but they don't they're not really friends Mm -hmm. but like three times i've woken up and they've literally been like this close to each other sleeping with
0: me almost cuddling
1: yeah i can't explain it but they both just like jump up onto the bed and like sleep very close to each other beside me that's
0: so cute there's something to that guys there definitely is if you love your cats yes the style is the way yeah. to go oh my god that's amazing so
1: that's, that's oh. my summary
0: that's a good summary oh I'm cute i don't really have a summary that's okay <laughs> i think in conclusion in you summary prepared the
1: questions i prepared yeah
0: i love that <laughs> would we recommend it to the audience mm-hmm. i think this is pretty much a positive experience all around so i would say if you can definitely give it a try if your schedule allows for you to do that if you do work a nine to five i've have heard of people choosing to do the biphasic sleeping by going to sleep after dinner so at around seven o'clock and then waking up at around midnight and just doing stuff like for three hours or four hours and then going back to bed and then waking up and going straight to work
1: so that's also also a probability take a nap when you get home and just Mm -hmm. eat dinner later like eat dinner like eight or nine yeah nap and and then you kind of separate like your working day and like your
0: your personal like yeah. hangout time yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that could be that really nice too mm-hmm. if it's possible for you mm-hmm. definitely try it and would we keep doing it yeah. I think I want to try the siesta style <laughs> I recommend it I, yeah. yeah
1: I'm gonna keep doing it I I like it
0: yeah it's great and you don't need to sacrifice like the morning time and you get to like have a lot of time in the evenings you get to go to bed at midnight still too it's right the best yeah it kind of sounds awesome all the Yay! <laughs> It is the best of both worlds.
1: (laughs) Also, everyone, um, just like before we wrap up, if there's any other like experiments, lifestyle experiments that you want us to try.
0: Yeah. Let us know.
1: We don't guarantee that we'll try them. There's some that we have to draw (laughs) a line at. But if it's reasonable, we'll give it a go and we'll review it for you and let you know. Yeah.
0: I said, oh, Courtney is. the seventy five day hard one the other day <laughs> she didn't answer.
1: <laughs> and well, what don't did know you send us, me? I don't even like, know if I saw oh, that. Oh, really?
0: It's like the seventy hard, five day hard or something and it's you have to work out like twice a day. No oh, sugar. No this, no that. Like it's like a very strict like seventy five day like diet for like athletes to get ripped i guess just for like people who are really into i
1: think i just like subconsciously was like yeah i don't need to even i know yeah i was like it's fine i kind of
0: sent it as a meme i was like let's do this for the next one like i knew it was i didn't mean to
1: ignore you i don't know it's okay i I didn't really want to
0: do it either okay (laughs) good oh like it's a lot i'm not Mm -hmm. at the state my body is nowhere near the capability to be able to do and you know what we'll give
1: you reviews on these things not in terms of like Productivity, because that's always what it is. Like, oh,
0: be, be better at your job,
1: you know, yeah. by doing this. That's not what we're gonna tell you. We're gonna tell you: is it fun? Do we like it?
0: <laughs> do you feel does it more help mindful? us be less productive? Yeah, does it help us be less productive? I love that. <laughs> is it anti-productivity? So, and it yeah, sometimes it can be. Sometimes yeah. it can be having a nap in the middle of the day. I would it's say yes. Having two hours in the middle of the night to not do any work. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck productivity.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) <laughs> you made it. You made it to the end of the podcast. Welcome. Congratulations. Thanks for sticking you around. It. Um, thanks for listening to our opinion this week. This oh. is the first time we've done a joint opinion <laughs> yeah. um about biphasic sleeping. Um yeah, just what it is, what we think of it, our experiences of it. Um, let us know if any of you have tried it or if after listening to this episode any of you are thinking of trying it. If yeah. It convinced you. That'd be awesome. Um, you can let us know by heading over to our Instagram, which is very.unimportant.people. You can shoot us an email. Uh, haters click here, which is h click here at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, which is theunimportantPBL. And as you know, you can find us on TikTok. At this point, we're not going to, like, <laughs> it's just that we, we don't deal. know what it is. We're not going to do the work to find it out. <laughs> Even if we know at this point, we probably won't tell you. So yeah, just you need to be the blindness. one to figure that one out.
0: You can do, you it. Can do it. We believe
1: in you. you <laughs> um, So that's it for us this week, I think. Did I cover everything? Yeah.
0: I got it all. Yeah. OK. Oh, our Patreon okay. is also still available.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Our Patreon's there. You know what? If you guys just just a quick little plug. If more people, if any people, if more people um, subscribe to our Patreon, We can dedicate more of our time to trying out these cool lifestyle hacks for you guys without having to work restrictive jobs.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Set us free. Pay for Patreon.
1: (laughs) Anyways, that's it for us this week. Have a great.